All right, hello, idiots on parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Jake, hello. How's it going? Uh, going well here. Uh, last week you just got back from vacation. This week I'm just getting back from vacation. Went to the Wisconsin Dells. If nobody knows what the Wisconsin nice. Dells is, that's like Branson, Missouri, in Wisconsin. So sweet. Took the kids to a water park. It was very fun. My daughter had a blast going on the slides. I enjoyed it, so good times all around. And I agree with you, uh, in part. You said that uh, the worst part about vacation is coming back and uh, realizing how shitty your life is. And uh, I don't want to say that my life is shitty, but it just makes you wish, and this is a stupid wish, it makes you wish you were rich. Like, you know, that you didn't oh, yeah. have to work to go on vacation, that you had to save and toil away so that you could just blow it all on food and hotels that you could just like, you know, just fucking go have money to shit away doing fun things. That it, it must be nice, basically. Oh yeah, if my if my nine to five was just talking to my rich father every few months and convincing him that loaning me money wouldn't just be squandering my inheritance, yeah, like that would that would be great, dude. I would just uh, vacation all the time, and that would be it. But dude, let me ask you: Was it a proper water park? Did it have a swim up bar? No, it wasn't a resort. It was a kids park. This is a this is what it was nice about it is uh, it was a water park in a hotel, and you had to be a guest of the hotel to use the water park. Ah, so okay. It wasn't like Noah's Ark in Wisconsin Dells, which is just like fucking lines and kids yeah. and all that shit. I mean, they had a bar. You didn't have a swim up bar, but I mean, they had a bar there for adults. But. Um, it was nice because it wasn't crowded because we went midweek and, you know, even if the hotel is full, you know, it's, it's built. It was just huge. And it's just nice that it wasn't open to the public. You know, that's, that's the way to try to do things, whether it's like amusement parks or ho- uh, hotel resort, a- anything, ski midweek. Yeah. Any, yeah. Go midweek, go during the day. You got to find the, the non peak hours. You got to go when it's not busy. It's less lines. It's good shit. Absolutely, but uh, in fact, we, I'm gonna plug. I'm gonna plug uh, Adventureland in Des Moines, Iowa. If if anyone out there lives in Iowa, or if anyone out there doesn't live in Iowa, but you're unfortunate enough to get stranded in <laughs> Iowa for some reason, uh, go check out. There's the world's largest truck stop in Iowa. There's Tom Arnold, right? There's high fructose corn syrup. Those are our big things. And then there's Adventureland. It's by it's by Des Moines. Um, it's an amusement park, but it's, it's in kind of a smaller state, so it's not that busy, but they also have a water park attached to it, but there's beer like everywhere and it's fairly reasonably priced. Yeah. It's, well, it's like, imagine going to Sandusky, Ohio, except Sandusky, Ohio is a midget, you know, like Sandusky, Ohio is a theme park. Uh, Adventureland is the midget of that theme park. Dude, it's, it's like awesome. mini me. It's, it's, you've got Dr. Evil and mini me and Adventureland is mini me. Do it. Do it. You, you want to go to Mini-Me because less people go to see Mini-Me than the actual park. You got to go to you got to go to Mini-Me and you got to get wasted. The, 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 uh, the water park has a swim up bar. It's a proper one. Yeah, I mean, it's like full bar. Everywhere's got beer in that park. You can get wasted. Like I have more fun in amusement parks as an adult than I did when I was a kid because I get shit faced. 
And I mean, I don't get so drunk that I'm like stumbling, puking. I was just gonna drunk. say, you want to puke? Uh, you, let's get drunk and go on a roller coaster. Well, <laughs> well, no, that's the thing is, is you're not just kind of sitting in one spot drinking, so you're not getting insanely drunk. You're walking around, you're eating fried food, you're, you're sweating you're, all the beer out. You've got the alcohol sweats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's the yin and the yang. You're balancing that shit. You're you're, you're getting all of the great things of being wasted. But none of the bad things. You're a daywalker, like Wesley Snipes and, Bl- and Blade. All of a, all of the the drunk strengths, none of their weaknesses, and it's usually during the day too. So daywalker, I feel, is appropriate for the term of somebody who's day drinking at Adventureland. But see, the the coolest thing about being drunk in a in a theme park is that it takes away my least favorite thing about those parks as a kid, and that's the lines. If like we we, we would get off a, a ride go sit down, have a beer, decide what ride we were going to go to. If it seemed like it was going to have a long line, we would get another beer for the line. And so essentially we would just be up there with, you just be friends of ours, just drinking and standing in line and talking, which is really all you do at a bar is you just drink and you talk to people. So every line was just kind of like a standing, slow moving bar that had a ride at the end of it. It was fucking amazing. Drunken Adventureland <laughs> is the way to go. Well, all right. There you go. I mean, I've, this is probably the first time on the podcast that you've ever been pro-Iowa in any facet. Usually oh, yeah. you're saying, get the fuck out, leave. I hate that fucking state. I grew up there. You except shit on all things Iowa. Except yes. for Drunken Adventureland. Go, uh, go get drunk in a pool. What could go wrong there? Fucking ain't right. That's that's that's, right. The, that's the one thing I will say about this place we went. Um, I, I don't want to shit on it because like they trained those lifeguards like military. You would see them walking routes, and they were fucking like robots, constantly scanning the pool to make sure no one got hurt or drowned, or you know, gave them a black mark. Like, ooh, let's not go vacation yeah. there. Someone drowned. Except at the same time, as much as I praise them for that. They're all like sixteen-year-old Ukrainian kids. We, <laughs> if you've what what people listening might not know, if they're not Midwestern, is in the summer the Wisconsin Dells and maybe other places in the Midwest. But they just import all these Slavic European kids to work there for the summer. They get work release or something. Not that's prison term. But either way, they come to America and they work, and it's just like <laughs> they're they're Russian, they're Ukraine, they're Serbian. And they're 16 years old, haven't you know? And and this is what they do: is they come to America and lifeguard, and it's like, all right, that's somewhat frightening. You got it, yeah. You got to be careful. It's it, it's a rough place, Eastern Europe. A lot of their ways of saving you from drowning in a pool is butt stroking you with an AK-47 <laughs> until you get your ass out of that pool and puke that water up. That's how that's how they save you. It's motivational uh, saving. Oh, yeah. Not uh, they don't pull in, they don't jump in and do a, a lifeguard pull. They. Uh, they motivate you to get out. Listen, the Kremlin only has to rescue someone from the deep end once. After they do it the first time, <laughs> they never go back in that shit again. <laughs> All right. Well, we didn't come to bore people about uh, our vacations and swimming. Uh, we came to bore people with uh, the Supreme Court. So much going on over the past few days before we headed into the weekend. Uh, as we have, uh, we post on Mondays, new po- new podcast Monday. So on Thursday, the Supreme Court said, hey, guess what? Obamacare is awesome. On Friday, they said everyone has to get gay married. It was a good two days. And not only uh, those two, 
Uh, you won't know about this one probably because no one did. Uh, because Obamacare and gay marriage were taking all the thunder and, you know, like everyone was like, oh my God, look at those. They also voted, and this was unanimous, nine to zero, um, that, that, how do I put this? So a three-year-old kid gets the shit kicked out of him by, you know, a parent or a guardian or a mom's boyfriend or something like that. But because the kid is three years old and another kid was 22 months old, uh, the teacher reported them. It went to court and the court decided, well, the three-year-old and the 22-month-old, they can't really testify, so we're going to toss the case. Well, it went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, are you fucking kidding me? If a kid is 22 months old and a teacher reports the kid for having black eyes and burn injuries and, you know, getting the shit kicked out of him, the teacher can be a viable witness. It can't just be the, you know, you can't say, well, the three-year-old isn't. And so basically protecting kids. The, the Supreme Court did something the good there. fuck? Yeah. How did it make it all the way to the Supreme Court? What state was this in to where it made it all the way through, like, the Court of Appeals and the state Supreme Court? And all of them were going like, listen, the, the, the day that I say that a, a child cannot show up bruised to school in Mississippi, that's, that's the day when my grandpappy rolls over in his grave. That's not what he fought some kind of war for. It's, it's Well... You know, I'm That's reading the article insane, right man. now. It says two things. Uh, the problem, the the thing was uh, that these these cases got tossed because uh, the accused could not cross examine the uh, <laughs> the defendant could not cross examine a three year old in court. So that's how it got tossed. But to answer your question, it looks like the case is called o Ohio versus Clark. So I'm guessing this started. In Ohio, the court unanimously ruled that the disclosure of abuse by a three year old boy to his teacher. Uh, was not testimonial. It was actual evidence, and the child, uh, the the teacher telling the jury was not a violation of the defendant's Sixth Amendment right to confront the child who did not testify. So, yeah, Ohio. Again, remember when we were talking about? I don't even remember what it was. It was it was one of those cases where something was so fucked up, like incest, and you're like, that's oh, it was sex ed. Remember when that teacher was uh, that that mom went into sex ed. And you're like, what What state is that? Alabama? And it turned out, I think, again, it was Michigan. And so, again, Midwestern, Ohio. In Ohio, the the, the courts were tossing out abuse cases because, well, wow, you didn't, you didn't yeah, put crazy. the three-year-old on the stand to make him, you know, you know cross-examine. To be fair, I have seen three-year-olds eat in restaurants, and they do kind of start a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like, they will, you're yeah. trying to feed well, them, they, you throw know. Your, they will... Grab a handful of their applesauce and throw it right in your face. If that's not assault with, I mean, not like a deadly weapon, but something that's wicked fucking. And something that kind of makes you want to punch a three-year-old. You know what no, I'm no, saying? I, so, I, I hear you. I have a three-year-old, and I saw a great cartoon on being a parent. It's like uh, the cartoon said, you know, I've never hit my kid. But I have sure the hell flipped him off when <laughs> she wasn't looking. Like when the kid storms off, you're just... Give him double fingers like, fuck you, I won't hit you, but oh, fuck you, you little shit, you know, and you... Well, and the cool thing about them being free is they can't really understand what you're saying, so you could just kind of, even though you can't, like, hit them, you can verbally abuse them all you <laughs> want, and they won't understand it. Like, you could say the meanest shit to them. You could be like, listen, I you hope when adopted. you get older, you, 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 you have asthma, and, like, you get, like, <laughs> chunky, you have, like, a thyroid problem. Not that you overeat. But that you just kind of end up fat anyway. So, like, none of the girls in, in, in high school want to sleep with you or anything like that. Exactly. And you end up going to prom. With, 
basically alone. You know what I mean? Like you kind of go stag with your other nerdy friends, but you just never really get laid. And you just uh, you develop social problems throughout your entire life that never they, they never really quite let you conform to society. I, I, I hope that free. How dare you throw applesauce at me? You know, like you can just do that and they, they, they won't be able to understand you. So it won't it won't hurt them. Yeah. Now, once well, they get about six, seven, you can't say shit like that. To yeah, me. and then you're just like, well, and you, there's also, I mean, not that we're trying to uh, work around to abuse here, but, you know, a little bop on the nose, get their eyes to tear up. It's not going to break. It's not going to leave a mark. There you go. You're like, hey, just, you, there you go, a little bop on the nose. It's all about beating three-year-olds with phone books so they don't bruise and they can't snitch on you. Bag you know of saying? oranges. Bag or, of oranges. Or how about this, thesauruses? You have to beat them with things that are really big words. So that when they try to say what you hit them with it, what happened to you? It was like, oh, he must have fell down. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. So, but how, I, so it's already begun. Let's let's go to the next court case. The the homos uh, can now have the they can have Homo the butt Americans, sex. dude. What yes. the fuck? Well, yeah, you know they they can uh, put on wedding rings along with their cock rings. How about that? Was that is that uh, politically correct? Um, they can have the butt sex where well wed is. Uh, and of course, you know, Texas, uh, someone just issued a statement. I can't remember who it was, uh, like the head of their judicial or a fucking lieutenant governor. And the governor of Texas has already said, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to fight this somehow. It's, it's basically the new Roe versus Wade. How dare they give, you know, rights to human beings that are, you know, in my eyes, fucking subculture or sub. You think you're going to do the same thing that they do with abortion clinics where it's like, well, it may be legal here in Texas, but if you want to get gay married, it has to be at a church uh, that has caviar in the vending machine, and there has to be at least 3,200 parking spaces, and there needs to be uh, a hoverboard, and there needs to, and they'll just fucking list a bunch of red tape bullshit to where now there's only like three places that have all that. Yeah, that's 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 true and scary and sad, and. Just, I mean, you and I are fairly admitted heathens. Like, we don't really uh, take too much stock in the Bible. No. But having read it, uh, I still don't understand how anybody can say, well, the Bible says one man, one woman. I mean, the Bible says, I mean, they get called out all the time on the stupid shit the Bible says regarding marriage. Uh, about, well, you have to fuck your brother's wife if he dies. Right, or, there's crazy shit in there. You know, there's property, or you have to rape, you know. Yeah, there's stuff in the Old Testament about, yeah, them conquering other tribes that, you know, weren't cool with God, so that's what they did, is they killed all the men, they raped all the women, they made their own their their wives. Yeah. They were, this, this, this is a book of superstition written by, well, warlord scumbags, man. I mean, that's what people were back then. Yeah, but and to try and hold that up as the ideal and we've discussed this on the podcast before uh you just said old testament so it's it's the the it's the end game to that argument is always you know like well leviticus says gay is bad leviticus says that uh eating shrimp is bad that wearing mixed you know you can't wear anything but cotton you can't get a tattoo blah 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 so then people always say well uh the jews use the old testament i'm talking about christianity okay well jesus didn't say anything about gays and if the if you don't use the old testament that means you believe in the big bang and science well no god created the world well god created the world in genesis that's the old testament i thought you didn't watch i mean it's just this fucking circular bullshit that they have no 
actual way to get out of, but then they just shut down and, well, fuck you, Bible. And that's See, I don't know, man. I think they're, most of them are pretty much just kind of accepting it. Like, I haven't, even people that used to no, 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 no. a little bit of that on, I'm on just social media, I, I, haven't, I haven't been hearing, like, on just my Twitter, Facebook. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I used to hear a lot more uh, just sort of backlash against it, I guess. But I, I haven't been hearing that this time. I, I think most of them realize it's kind of a losing battle. You know, even if they disagree with it, they're just kind of like, well, it's been legal in so many states and nothing catastrophic has happened. The, the earth hasn't opened up and, you know, Satan hasn't sent his minions forth to kick us in the dick or whatever's in the fucking. But whatever the Bible said happened, if you legalized it like that hasn't happened in the states that have done it. And so, it, it, yeah, we're kind of fighting a losing battle. I, I think it's what they're thinking. I hope so. I mean, I agree with you that it's not, it doesn't seem to be too prevalent in my feed either, and I don't see it. But there, there are still some hardcore assholes out there, and I guess I'm, I got, I, you're right, I'm focusing on the minority, and I shouldn't do that because bigots, there will always be bigots, but over the course of time, they, there are fewer and fewer and fewer of them. But well, see, that- the, the thing I, the thing I realized about this whole thing is, uh, I'm actually so anti-marriage that I found myself kind of feeling bad for gay people on this one, to tell you the truth, because as a straight dude, who's been dodging the marriage question in every long-term relationship in my entire adult life, I kind of felt bad for like all the dudes and, and, and ladies out there who, had been using the very convenient and very logical excuse of, well, it's I would marry you, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would marry you, marry you, sweetie, but it's totally illegal. Guess we better just bang and, you know, try to fight oppression that way. Now, they woke up a few days ago to their significant others going, you told me you'd buy me a ring once it became legal in the green hills of Tennessee. Where's my ring, motherfucker, you know? And I feel bad for those guys. I think a lot of relationships ended because of this. Well, I I hear you, and I can take a not one step farther, but we could. Uh, I guess uh, I'm just spitballing here. Uh, we could come up with a conspiracy theory and get it out there, and uh, we could say that big money was behind this. This this has nothing to do with human rights, but the divorce lawyers. Uh, issued bribes because divorce lawyers are going to clean up because gays are just like straights. They're going to get married. They're going to get divorced. Relationships will fail. So I bet if we wanted to, we could start internet rumors and websites that say that divorce lawyers got to the Supreme Court or that like, you know, like Dick Cheney had money in Halliburton. So they went to war with Iraq for no reason, just so they could get rich. Let's, let's create ties between like uh, Kagan or Sotomayor and uh, divorce lawyers, like she's going to retire from the Supreme Court and become a divorce lawyer and make bank, and that's that's why. That's what it was. I, I I could I could I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Divorce lawyer lobbyists. They were like, okay, wait a minute. We have a you know, fairly significant portion of the population, and a lot of them are in, in long term relationships, and they don't they they don't have any kids. That's draining their money. They're just they're just spending it all on assets. We want those assets. Yeah, we want, we want, we want we a want cut them of those to, assets. We need well, to they let don't them get, get a cut of the assets. So we, we want them to fight over the assets. Exactly. So well, no, the yeah, but the lawyer yeah. gets some of that shit. You know well, what I mean? The, like the they lawyer get, gets they get money. The, the lawyer yeah. gets yeah. paid as as they fight over. That's who what I'm gets saying. The, so essentially, the they get part of the assets, you know, through liquid currency. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, they 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 get a piece of it. Yeah. 
And I mean, naturally, they get paid more if it's, you know, somebody with $10 million in savings and $5 million in assets than they do if it's somebody, you know, just living in a, uh, a cheap one-bedroom somewhere, yeah, with, you know, nothing to their name except maybe $10, $20 or something. They're collecting a lot more. And, yeah, statistically speaking, um, gay, gay couples, gay long-term couples tend to have a lot more just because they're not spending it on kids as much. Dinks, I mean, no yeah, some of them adopt, no but, you know. And, but when they do adopt, it's just planned. It's not like, you know, oh, we got really drunk and we had unprotected sex and that kind of caused us to sign adoption papers. No, it's planned out, you know. And so <laughs> they're, they're not in, like, crazy, uh, horrible financial situations when they have kids, you know. So they tend to do better financially. Yeah. All right. We're starting that theory. Uh, this is divorce it's a good theory. Uh, the big like divorce it. lawyer th- uh, lobby uh, is behind gay marriage. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about uh, you said uh, fighting gay marriage is a failing cause, so people are walking away from it. Let's talk about two other failing causes. Uh, the Confederate flag, that is being, I mean, I didn't know this. Uh, I, I heard a statement about NASCAR saying uh, they don't want the flag flown at NASCAR events. However, NASCAR, I think it was, I read 20 years ago, decided to stop using it as an official emblem at their event. So they would allow, you know, like cars to show up and have that shit on them. But now they're effectively banning it. When the biggest redneck sport available says it's too redneck for them, I mean, that Walmart is not going to sell it, and Walmart is nothing but redneck. So I'd say those two institutions coming out against the Confederate flag means it's on its way down also. I mean, we, I, that is in my feed. I do have more idiots saying, well, it's about heritage and pride. Yeah, I, 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 I do have that. Yeah, that, I have more of that than I have anti-gay marriage in my feed. What, what do you think? Is that, is that on its way out? Uh, it is, but I'm torn on this issue as well. See, part of me thinks it's good that they're taking the uh, Confederate flag down from the South Carolina state Capitol, as well as, as you pointed out, many other places, NASCAR and, and uh, I'm sure a lot of other things are, are doing that as well. Part of me is really happy about that because it's, it's progressive and it's it's not a good flag to have up. But part of me is like, well, I wish they would leave it up. Yeah, so you know who the assholes are. That's what I'm saying. Like that's uh, you having that flag up on your state capitol lets me personally know not to stop there because I'm going to go out on a limb. And say that if if you in 2015 think it's good to have the Dixie swastika on your state capitol, probably not your only problems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if if you if I drive along and I see that on your government buildings, I know that your prisons are probably privatized and your judges get paid commission. And I got weed in my pocket, so I'm gonna keep driving until I hit the beach. You know what I'm saying? Keep it uh, there. Very uh, very. I I I'm with you. I was uh, thinking that. I'd like to see it off government buildings because government sanctioned bullshit is bullshit. But, uh, but you know, like obviously individual freedom. Cause I've seen people talking about freedom. It's no, like, I want to know how the government runs. Yeah. yeah fuck it. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Instead of just having it on someone's front porch. So I know they're an asshole. They're going to keep it up anyway. So you're, you're, you're thinking big picture. And I like that. You're saying not only will assholes have it on their front porch. Oh yeah. Letting me know, okay, don't trick or treat there because fuck them. Uh, but you're, I agree with you. I, I, good point, point, salient point that if the government does flies that, uh, that means they're corrupt. Yeah, dude. 
I know not to drink the water because you probably let the fracking companies come in and put their chemical piss all in it. And it's probably going to give me cancer or I'm just going to straight up die from drinking it, you know, like yeah. on the spot. So, hey, yeah, leave it there. Let me know who the dicks are. Let me know who the dick people are. Let me know who the dick governments are. And I'll know not to hang out there. It's good stuff. Um, I read something, uh, an article talking about how the General Lee, uh, Dukes of Hazard, was um, probably instrumental in getting getting the Confederate flag accepted by mainstream America for a while. And I would agree with that. The problem I had with the article I read, they, they tried to make it seem like it was devious, like someone in Hollywood went, you know, with an evil Mr. Burns, oh, I have an idea, it's excellent. We're going to put the Confederate flag on a car and base a TV show in the South. And, you know, because they, they complain about liberal Hollywood and then say that, well, you know, the Dukes of Hazard made the flag acceptable. And maybe it did. But I'm guessing that's just some art director that said, well, should we put a flag on there? Yeah, why not? You know, not any devious plan to get the Confederate flag into mainstream America. Yeah, that's ridiculous. They, they wouldn't have put that on there unless it was already a, a sort of a mainstream thing. Like, you, you mean to tell me before the Dukes of Hazzard, uh, the dudes weren't reenacting the Civil War? They, they didn't have all these streets named after uh, Confederate generals and all, all this other kind of shit, like... No, it's 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 all over down there, man. Yeah, and that's uh, I will say it did one thing because I watched the Dukes of Hazard as a kid, and I had no idea what the Confederate flag was because right. I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, I, I saw it when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that shit. But then when you get older, you learn, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. You know, right? Well, and I just think it's weird that they have this civil war fetish in the South because I'm like, how, yeah. how are you that in love with a war where you are neither the victors or the good guys? Like as an army. You guys were 0-1. That's the shittiest record you can have as far as war and shit goes. So how are you that proud of that shit, man? And you can't, like you said, not even the victors. You're the bad guys. It's not yeah. like you can say, you know what? Uh, it's it's not like reenact. It's not like Germany Nazi. Nazi Germany won World War II. And there are little encampments around the world where they, you know, like say, well, we stood up against the Nazis. They won, but we fought them hard. No, you're the bad guys. So not only... Did you lose, but what you were fighting for was complete shit, and now you're taking pride in fighting for complete shit and losing. Right. Not only that, but, like, we don't reenact that in the North, and we won the fucking thing, man. Yeah, we don't shove it in anyone's face, like, swinging our cocks. Not only that, not only is it in poor taste or whatever, but it's a war. It's people that lived through wars generally consider them kind of a buzzkill. I doubt any of the people that were hopping back on their on their peg legs and all that from the from the Civil War, whether on the north or the south side, were going, wow, I can't wait to relive this experience with uh, barbecue and beer and fake rifles and shit. Uh, no, they weren't doing that. In fact, most of them, I don't even, you know, like, I, I, I should look up the numbers, but well, I, I know the numbers the, right now, they say, uh, and I don't know the numbers specifically, but everything I have been taught my whole life is that more people died in the Civil War than any other war America was in because it was Americans fighting Americans. So anytime someone died, it was an American. Well, so, it, no, I, 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 what I'm saying is I would like to, I want to look up the numbers on how many people were drafted as opposed to how many people enlisted voluntarily oh, on okay. both sides because 
I would be willing to bet that it's way on the side of like drafted. Most of those people were drafted and it wasn't like dodging the draft back then wasn't even like dodging the draft during Vietnam. They didn't just send you to prison for a couple years or something. You got lined up against the wall and shot. So for every dude that was 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 fighting on the Confederacy going, I'm doing this because I believe in Dixie and all of her glory. There was like a whole bunch of other guys going, I- I'm doing this because I-, I don't want to get shot. Uh, I am I am the son of a sharecropper who's being forced to fight for the rights of the rich dudes to own slaves who get paid slightly less than I do. Uh I don't like this war. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Like, I don't think the people that were fighting on the side of the Confederacy were as happy about it as these reenactors are, man. This is fucking insane. Well, I got, I, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, the United States first employed national conscription, conscription during the Civil War, the American Civil War. The vast majority of troops, however, were volunteer. Of the 2,100,000 really? Union soldiers, about 2% were draftees. You're kidding me. That's the union. Two percent were drafted because it was it was polarizing. It was patriotism. It's like you're fighting for the union. It's kind of like against Nazi Germany or dude, you saw it. 9-11, 9-11. So many people volu- I mean, we don't have a draft, but you remember how this ranks swelled after 9-11? Imagine yeah, we didn't, the we didn't need as many people. We didn't, we didn't need as many people for that because we have like we, we got equipment, man. We got we got drones. We got tanks. We got all that kind well, of shit. Not when 9-11. Not not. Uh, but either way, all Although both sides resorted to conscription, the system did not work effectively in either. The Confederate Congress passed an act requiring service for uh, for three years, all men between 18 and 35. Okay, yeah, here we go. So, yeah, when they started losing, then they put it in and made it immediate. But, well, yeah, uh, dude, that's the way a lot of wars are. It's oh, like yeah, in the yeah, beginning, yeah. a lot of people are like, fuck yeah, and it's all this glory thing. But once people start coming back in boxes and missing shit... And they're, they're like, oh, dude, this is all bullshit. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, the Confederacy had far fewer inhabitants than Union, right? And a Confederate president, Jefferson Davis, proposed the first Conscription Act, March 28, 1862. It was passed into law. Resistance was both widespread and violent, with comparisons made between conscription and slavery. That's what I'm saying. It's so, like, dude, dude, people getting drafted back then... They're basically slaves with guns fighting yeah. for the rich guys who aren't the plantation them. owners. So, yeah, yeah, man. Because the plantation owners were rich enough, they didn't have to go to war. Their sons didn't have to go to war. You could buy your way out of the draft back then. You could still do it, fucking uh, Bush National Guard Service, uh, Vietnam. Remember, right, you can always right. do it when you're rich. If so, you've got I mean, money and connections, you're out of the war. Yeah, dude. When these guys are down there reenacting that shit, they're basically playing the part of. Slaves with guns defending the rights of rich people to own other slaves that are slaves for fucking life, man. And I, I, I would be shocked if more than like ten percent of the people fighting in that war were down with the cause they were fighting for. They were down with the cause and not getting lined up against a wall and shot, dude. Like that's what the fuck they were doing. And then, and then they want to make that whole like, oh well, it wasn't about the cause; it was about the soldiers. Blah blah blah. blah. It's like, dude, all soldiers in every war, especially, I mean, maybe not so much now, but back in the day, they all thought they were fighting for good, man. Even like fucking like the, the Nazis on the front line, they didn't, they didn't know what the fuck they were fighting for. It's not like they were telling them before they went out, remember, when you go out, you are fighting for the first thing that any people have fought for. Any, No, nah, they were telling them the same shit that any 
leaders told any soldiers ever. Like if 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 the allies come in here, they are going to destroy your homes and fuck all your women in front of yeah. you. So that's why we're fighting this war. They're not, they're not telling them all the horrible shit they're doing. So yeah, man, I would make every single claim that they're that they're. I, I would compare every every claim they're making with you know the Confederate flag. Like I, I would I would make that same comparison with with the Nazi flag, dude. It's the same shit. Well, that was the great thing about uh, the nightly show with Larry Wilmore. Uh, the the swastika is banned in Germany. You cannot if you will get arrested if you show a swastika. Yeah. So in Germany, <laughs> skinheads and racists use the Confederate flag as a substitute <laughs> for the swastika. When they have their That's skinhead funny. rallies, they show the Confederate flag. It is like Wilmore pointed out something like. You cannot defend the Confederate flag as heritage when it's used as a backup to the swastika. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Neither did I until I saw. I was, and they showed a picture of skinheads doing it. But all right, we are, uh, we got one more thing to talk about. Um, let's do this quickly. Bristol Pale. It it's, it's, it's goes back with the failed ideologies, uh, the Confederate flag or fighting gay marriage. Bristol Palin is pregnant again. She's not married. Awesome. And so abstinence only. Hmm. She goes on a lecture tour, gets... I, I read all sorts of things online, so I don't know which is accurate, but I've read anywhere from fifteen dollars to $30,000 uh, a pop for a speaking engagement is what she would get paid to say, abstinence only, abstinence only, abstinence only, and oops, she's pregnant again. And let me just say, I'm not about shaming people for their sexuality. I'm not about shaming people for pregnancy that being said if if your job like bristol palin's is the your nine to five is literally not taking dick and then talking about it for six figures a year uh you should probably tell the guy to pull out you know what i'm saying you you really need to have the talk with the guys at the orgy or, or wherever she was at and be like listen uh, you need to wrap it up like six times and then still pull out like 30 seconds. No, you don't understand. If I show up to my job pregnant, I get fired. I, 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 this is not a job you can do pregnant. You cannot preach abstinence with, you know, with, with, uh, while, while you're showing with no wedding ring on your finger. That's not how that works. Only way this gets funnier is if Caitlyn Jenner turns out to be the father. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they get sort of gay married in Caitlin, Alabama. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, that's the thing is, I agree with you. I am not about uh, picking on anyone, uh, the, a single woman that gets pregnant on accident. I am, however, fully in support of picking on hypocrites who say one thing and do another. And for her to, it's that whole thing. Uh, fool me once, shame on me, fool me, or shame on you, fool, see, I already fucked it up, now I'm George Bush, who couldn't get the quote right, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, well, here, she got pregnant once, out of wedlock, and then turned right around and took all the money lecturing, saying, you know what, I learned my lesson, I guess not, you didn't, did you, and I feel bad for her, in part, because obviously, her family is shit, her parents are fucking assholes and morons, but she's 24 now, and at some point, you know, you have to start opening your eyes and going, whoa, my parents are kind of fucking stupid assholes. But instead, the last we heard of her was when she and her family got in that big drunken brawl that made TMZ a couple months ago. <laughs> so she's, if live and don't learn is your motto, then fuck you, I will mock you for being a stupid piece of shit. And that's what? why I think her, I think Bristol Palin's fair game. Preaching that, that abstinence-only shit, you know, like, as, as I said before, it, having sex is very important to your mental and emotional 
well-being as a human. It's what we do. Yes, even before you're 18. Like, you should be telling kids, have safe sex. Don't go crazy, like, sex addict, you, you know, meeting people on Craigslist, that kind of thing. Yeah, have have some boundaries, but have some sex. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every school shooter ever, most abstinent kid in his class. Like, that kid that <laughs> yeah. shot up that fucking that, that church in South Carolina. Oh, uh, I'm yeah, gonna take we a wild about him. Guess He's not getting he laid. He didn't get laid. Yeah, he didn't get laid at all. So this preaching abstinence shit—it's it's fucking dumb, man. You're you're telling people to do stuff that goes against their nature, and you know to prove it. Now you have a second. You got two babies, daddy, Bristol. You got two baby daddy. And what you say? What will make it funnier if it's if it's Caitlin? But honestly, what will make it funnier? is if it is not the guy she was engaged to. There was a Marine. I can't remember his name. He actually uh, got highly decorated. He might have gotten the Medal of Honor. I don't remember. Uh, the whole point is... Dude, I don't um, think it is. Otherwise, she would have said it was him. Yeah, that's the whole point. And he might have said it was him. Uh, but they they were supposed to get married. They met. I, I'm going to make up this timeline, but it's something stupid. Like, they met in December, got engaged. They were supposed to get married almost immediately. And then it got called off, like... The, the, two days before the wedding, it got canceled. So they basically were pregnant. doing like an arranged marriage thing at, I think at that w- fucking point? I don't know. I think that's, it was that's just That's a publicity like, thing. That's a fucking, yeah. like, really? I, I, I miss right-wing Jesus freak abstinence lady. Just happened to meet a Medal of Honor recipient yeah. in a bar. And it, like, really? Like, that's well, not, that's some arranged marriage craziness, man. Her fucking first one was a media hype bullshit. I'm 16 and pregnant. But I'm in love and I'm going to marry the guy. Because as we know, every marriage that begins when you're 16 works out, of course. That was just fucking public face bullshit to show, no, we made a mistake and we're going to do right by it. And when, that didn't work out either, dumb shits. The thing is, I think there's a there's a big reason that a lot of those people who, who preach against sexuality or they say, oh, you know, only have this kind of sex and don't have that kind of sex. Like the, the anti-gay pastors, you, it, it, it seems like it's in the news every few months. One of them gets caught yeah, blowing some guy at a right. bus stop or some crazy shit. Like, I, I think there's a, the reason for that is because, okay, okay, people that just drink a little bit, they just have a few drinks. You Go don't fast, tend to hear them. We've got about a minute left on the recorder, and then we're okay. on memory. You don't tend to hear them say shit like, "Oh, alcohol is the devil. It does horrible shit." Because it doesn't do horrible shit to them. They just get a little bit of a buzz. It's the people that have like a crazy strong sex drive, like like yeah yeah yeah, like nymphos and shit like that. That think it's some kind of devil shit because oh, it's controlling my whole life. And so yeah, those are gonna be a lot of your very outspoken people against sexuality are people who tend to be freaks. You know what I'm saying? Like they tend to be a little bit like, you know, too into it. They tend to be sex addicts deep down, even if they're repressing that shit. So I think, yeah, probably behind the scenes, you know, Bristol Palin's probably like orgies and into that whole cuckold shit and whatever other kind of weird fucking stuff she was doing with this Marine on the side, man. I'll bet she's a freak, dude. No, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to say that she w- is just a normal girl that likes sex and is caught up in bullshit from her parents that Sarah and Todd are the freaks that are into orgies and gameplay. And Wait, he who's fucking- Sarah and Todd? 
Her parents, Sarah Palin. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sarah Palin. I'm guessing that her parents are the ones that fucking scream at their kids, abstinence only, abstinence only, as they put on fucking furry costumes and fuck each other in in weird ways, and because they're so fucked up in the head that they take it out on their kids, and unfortunately, Bristol Palin is the byproduct of that. You think that's Um, what it was? Maybe she walked in on them one time when they were having all their friends over dressed up like animals or whatever the hell, and they were like, Bristol, get the hell out of here. I Eyes got wide to her shut sex. Whoever's house. And she ran out of there screaming, and they had to have a little weird talk with her the next day about we were just yeah, we were simulating the Garden of Eden. You can do that if you pray hard enough. And yeah, it fucked her all up. That's what it is. All right, we gotta go, folks. We uh I remember when I hit the recorder that it had uh 41 minutes, and right now it's at 40 minutes and 32 seconds. Damn, even we've though been going for a while. Well, uh, the first two minutes were you moving shit and me oh, dropping yeah, something, yeah. so we're going to take one minute off. But thanks for listening. Uh, hit us up, jakevever.com, nathantimmel.com. Uh, thank you, folks. Good night. Goodbye. Later. Forever. Good night. Good, 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 good. Yeah.